Hey, hey, mamas. Welcome to For God So Loved the Mom, a podcast for all things mom life, growing in your faith, and raising the next generation of Jesus warriors. I'm your host, Casey Prouty. I'm a full-time working mom and fellow kingdom warrior, and I am so excited to be here with you. So grab your coffee or your wine and get comfy as we talk about this beautifully chaotic journey that we call motherhood. Hello everyone. We are finally here y'all. The very first official episode of For God So Love the Mom and I am so excited. This podcast is a project that I've wanted to start for quite some time um, and I am super stoked uh, to finally get to see its birth, so to speak. Um, so you may be wondering how I finally ended up in podcast land. Uh, and in order for me to get you there, let me take you back a little bit. So I was born a talker by nature. Uh, anybody who knows me or has met me uh, knows that to be the absolute honest truth. Uh, literally a born talker. From the time I figured out how to make noise, uh, I was doing so. Uh, I would tell anyone and everyone who would listen to me my life story, whether I was four years old or 14 years old, and I've been that way ever since. And if they sat still long enough, I'd tell them everything that I knew about my mom and dad too. I used to stop anybody I saw in the store with a baby stroller and step right in front of them and tell them what my name was and how old I was and that I had a baby brother and what his name was and how old he was and this is my mom and her name is Donna and she's this old and this is my dad and his name is Clayton and he's this old and you know how old is your baby and you know blah 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 as long as they would stand still long enough to listen to me talk. Uh, I did. So, you know, I was literally a born talker. Um, in 2014, I got married. And one year later, uh, one year and two weeks to be exact, I became a mom uh, to, <laughs> to a huge and beautiful Nine pound, eight ounce, 21 inches long baby boy who was born with lungs of steel from the time he entered the world. And that day, my journey of being a mom started. At that point, I had spent a lot of time really trying to figure out what my purpose and my calling was why I was put here. I always knew I wanted to be a wife and a mom. So once my son was here, I found myself kind of in a, okay, now what phase? 
uh, had everything that I had asked and prayed for. And, you know, now what was I supposed to do with it? Um, my husband was a fireman. And if you knew him or know him, uh, you know he was built for what he does. He knew it. I could tell. I have always told him that. And I was really at a place where I really wanted to know what I was built for. Why was I put here? What was my purpose? What was I supposed to to be doing with the life and the family that, you know, God had provided me at that point? Um, I always knew I wanted to help people. And I was really kind of stuck in a rut with that because the ways that I knew to help people were not what I wanted to do. Um, I knew I didn't want to be a nurse or a first responder or anything along those lines. Uh, I had been a CNA for about eight-ish years or so. Before that, I worked with a lot of nurses. I've worked in nursing homes and hospitals and, you know, home health and hospice. And I knew that that just was not anything I wanted to do. Um, so I was really kind of stuck on how I could help people. But I knew I had a heart to serve and I wanted to serve and help other people somehow. Uh, I thought about being a teacher too at one point, um, but that just really didn't you know, make my heart jump, didn't make me excited. So I was really at a loss of what I could do to help people. Because my first thought when I think about helping people always comes to, you know, medical somehow, you know, nurse, CNA, doctor, EMT, fire, cop, all that kind of stuff. And I knew that that was just no piece of what I wanted to do at that point. Um, at the time of my son's birth, I was also working full-time at a local payroll and HR company. And part of my stretch assignment, as they called it, um, which is just extra duties I had outside of the position I was actually hired for. Um, but part of my stretch assignment was that I took on being a part of a group that did employee learning and development. Uh, we taught soft skills like de-escalation, how to give great customer service, emotional intelligence, which I ended up absolutely falling in love with and um, ended up being one of my favorite classes ever. Um, and my second year in doing that, the leader of that group stepped away to a different position and I became the project lead for that group. So in the time that I was leading that group, I helped grow and train um, our group of facilitators that we had. I continued to teach a few classes myself because I absolutely enjoyed it. I got to stand up in front of people and talk and the more I learned about emotional intelligence and the more I loved it, the more I absolutely loved standing up in front of people and talking about it. Um, so I continued to teach a few classes myself while I was trying to grow and train uh, the new facilitators that were coming up under me. Um, this is where I found my passion for 
teaching, speaking, coaching, so to speak, uh, in a way that I'd never really even considered. Um, in 2019, I lost that job after five and a half years due to COVID-19 cuts across the company and in turn lost my position with that group as well. But I never lost the passion to speak and train others. And I continued to pursue that passion with the positions that followed that, that job. Um, being unemployed for a short time really made me start to evaluate what I really wanted to do. Um, and two of the consistent things that you get asked when you do any type of employment or career inventory is what do you enjoy and what are you good at? I knew what I was good at, right? I had almost 20 years of administrative background under me at that point. I started very young working for my granddaddy when I was 15 and in high school and I worked under my mom and for my granddaddy for a few years and I knew that I was good at that. Um, I'm still to this day very confident in my abilities when it comes to the administrative side of things. So I knew I was good at it, but what did I really enjoy? Because just because you're good at something, and I know this kind of sounds like a, a duh kind of statement, but it took me a long time to realize that just because you are good at something doesn't necessarily mean that you actually enjoy doing it. And I got stuck with that for a while because I figured since this was what I was good at and I was very confident in my abilities and this is what I did, that that meant I enjoyed it. And I do enjoy it to an extent, but it is not the passion that I have. So I really got to thinking, what did I enjoy? What do I enjoy doing? And then it was almost like a light bulb moment. Uh, talking. I love talking to people. I love talking to anyone and everyone who will listen to me. I like training people. I like coaching people. And that to me was helping people. I like to talk to people. And I have always loved to talk. And if you ever meet my parents or my brother, um, they will tell you there have been many, many a times where they have told me to stop and take a breath. Or, Casey, breathe just a second. Or, okay, we get it. I like to talk and when I'm very passionate about things, I get very excited and I talk very loud. So I wanted to talk to people and that's where I started to try to figure out how to pursue talking to people. So in the years since Wyatt has been born, um, I have experienced a lot of things. I have been a new full-time working mom. I've experienced postpartum anxiety that was undiagnosed until Wyatt was three and a half. Um, 
trying to figure out and find my passion, two miscarriages, a divorce, ADHD as an adult, and reigniting and trying to renew the faith that I had in God at one time that I really kind of felt like I fell away from. And I know in every single one of those situations how crucial it is to know sometimes that you are just not alone. To someone who just gets you, to have that one person that you can vent to or lean on or just one human that just gets it, that understands. And I know what it feels like when you don't have that. I didn't know who I was at that point other than just mama. That's all I knew was I was mama. And I'd thrown all of myself into being a wife and a mom for the last several years. And I didn't know who I was outside of those two roles. I didn't know how to be anything else other than those two things. Because that's what I devoted my time to. My life revolved around those two things for years. How do I be a good wife? How do I be a good mom? But God didn't intend for motherhood to be that way. He didn't intend for mothers to lose themselves while trying to be better at being a mom. At the time of my divorce, Wyatt and I, yes, at 36 years old, with a five-year-old of my own, we moved back in with my parents. Yes, I know. Pray for all of us. Okay? But when I divorced, this was our attempt to start over. This is what we had to do. And we did it. Around about that same time, I took what I was good at, what I knew I was good at, the administrative side of things, and started my own very small business offering virtual assistant services. And then I took what I enjoyed and what I considered my God-given gift of being able to talk to people and started the process of this podcast. And For God So Loved the Mom was born. Today, I work full-time still as an administrative coordinator for a local healthcare company doing what I'm good at. I still work part-time as a virtual assistant, doing what I'm good at. I got my certification as an emotional intelligence coach and a professional workshop facilitator, doing what I enjoy and what I love. And now I'm bringing this podcast to help you and other mamas as we navigate this life through motherhood, hopefully to the best of our intentions with the way God intended us to. So I'm taking my love, my passion, what makes my heart jump, talking to people. 
and I'm talking to you. I have talked and talked and talked to some pretty incredible people uh, trying to prepare some pretty great interviews and stories and advice for you in the upcoming episodes. And I hope that when you listen to them, that they will inspire you and motivate you and help you in some way. We're all on the same journey of motherhood with the same end goal. We're trying to raise our small humans, some of which may not be so small anymore, to be good, God-fearing people. That is not an easy task. Following God's intentions and God's love and God's journey for our own lives is hard enough to stay on a straight path to try to get to the end goal of, you know, seeing his kingdom at the end of the day. But to try to navigate that straight path as a mom with one or more children that you also want to follow on that path is a test of patience like some of us have never had before. My son just turned six, and let me tell you, this phase of life that he is in has tested my patience already in more ways than I even remotely knew possible. I knew he was going to test me. He's a boy. That's what they do. But I've also figured out that boys love their mamas, so I just try to keep myself grounded in that every day at the end of the day. And some days we go to bed full of annoyance and frustration and counting down to just when is bedtime so that you can get in the bed and go to sleep. And other days we go to bed with our hearts full of love and pride and happiness and joy for these people that we created and watching what they do. I'll be the first to admit that it is not easy watching these kids grow up. I feel like just yesterday I was bringing him home from the hospital and actually just yesterday he turned six. And every day I drop him off in Carlon in the morning for school. He's in kindergarten now. And I watch him walk off with his book bag and I think, how did we get here? And why does he look so grown already walking down the sidewalk by himself? You know, it's not easy to watch or admit that our end goal as mamas and parents in general 
is to raise our children to be independent, good people. At the end of the day, I'll be the first one to tell you, I don't like that my kid is as independent now as he is. You know, you can always count on the Facebook memories to pop up and stick a dagger right through your heart. And so the last few days, my Facebook memories have shown me the day that he was born and every birthday that we've had since then. And every year we go through this whole process of me looking at these pictures and thinking, where did my baby go? Where did my baby go? You know, he's never, he was never a small baby. He was nine, eight and 21 and a half inches. So he was never small. But compared to what he is now, at six years old, and 50 inches tall, and 54 pounds, and the size of an average seven or eight year old, he was small then. And he needed me. And he was so dependent on me. And everything that he needed, I had to provide. And now I don't have to. He can entertain himself. And he can go get himself a snack. And he can climb in the car and buckle his seatbelt by himself. And he can do all of this stuff by himself. He can write his name and he can write his letters. And he can count to a hundred. And he can tell me shapes and colors and all of that good stuff. And he doesn't need me as much anymore. And that to me is one of the biggest daggers to the heart ever. And... I have been blessed with some pretty incredible friends who have children around the same age that I have just been able to lean on and run to and be like, look, is this normal? Like, is your kid doing this? Is, is, are they supposed to act like this? And I know how important it is to just have somebody there who just gets it. And I want to be that person for you. Whether your child is 5 or 15 or 25. We all have the same end goal for our kids. And we're all on our own path to get to that end goal. But we don't have to walk on those paths alone. So, I'm hoping that with all of the episodes that are coming in the future for you that you will learn the value of you as a mom of you as an individual of you as a wife as a daughter as a sister learn the value of you and walk with me and the other moms as we learn to see ourselves the way that God sees us and learn that he didn't intend for this to be an exhausting, draining, frustrating journey. Yes, there are exhausting, frustrating, and draining times. We're going to hit some potholes. We're going to hit some speed bumps. But the whole journey doesn't have to be that way. So come walk with us, mamas. 
I appreciate you being here. And I hope that you'll keep walking. And if you find yourself in a pothole, come back and join us. We'll give you some hope. We'll give you some laughs. We'll give you some joy and pull you right on out. So let's go. Hey guys, it's Wyatt. If you like my mom podcast, make sure to hit the subscribe button. Hey mama, real quick before you go, make sure you subscribe to the show and leave us a comment. You can also follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Thanks for listening. I hope you'll come back for another episode of For God So Loved the Mom.